Hello, dear listeners. This is your host, Mike Linhan, with a friendly reminder that there are spoilers ahead. So, if you have not already read, watched, or immersed yourself in today's topic, please pause the episode, go do that, and then rejoin us for our conversation. So, with that being said, let us go back to the episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Mike's Millennial Falcon. I am your host, Mike Linehan, and today I am flying solo, which is fine. Uh, I admit uh, time kind of got away from me with uh, doing this episode, um, so it's probably going to be relatively quick, uh, but hopefully you guys enjoy. So um, in honor of Black History Month, I thought I would focus on um, uh, a black creator in the industry. Um, and this case, I wanted to showcase Jordan Peele, uh, which sounded like a great idea. Then I actually started reviewing how much I actually know about him and uh, what he's done. And uh, apparently not quite as much as I thought. So we'll wade into some uncertain waters as well and theorize uh, some more beyond that. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. Um, so my start with Jordan Peele, um, if I recall correctly, probably was seeing him along with, I think it's Michael Key as part of Key and Peele and uh, like comedy clips back in the day, which in my case was college, I think, or thereabouts. Um, and they were funny. Um, uh, I remember one about uh, dubstep at the time, which I really appreciated. Um, one I've seen a couple times since then about like a, racist zombies is like oh no we're not good enough for you it's like oh <laughs> and it you know a lot of it had to seem to seem to have that uh social or um commentary about it as well and that was you know in the comedy days not to say he still doesn't to some extent um so i enjoyed his work as part of that and then you know with the uh announcement of get out and whatnot he you know talked about how he was going to get into horror and whatnot which i found kind of fascinating because it's uh, it's doable and it's been done like uh, robin williams jim carrey they've both been in more serious and chilling roles um but you know it was trying to wrap my head around one way how i'd seen him uh and i was intrigued to see how it's gone and i've uh, consumed a little bit of media that either he's been directly involved in or kind of like as part of the team. So we're going to take a look at some of those um, that I'm most familiar with. Um, So breaking down into categories of like where he was the director of these films and whatnot, we're starting off with Get Out. Um, I'd say this was probably his, you know, his debut in this, in the horror genre. Um, And, uh, I have this weird memory of um, Angela actually um, going to see it with one of her friends, I think. And she, this is when we were first dating, I think. And she had left me a voicemail after she went to see it saying, Hey dude, 
you need to go see this movie. It is incredible. Uh, so I already had, you know, uh, a peaked interest in it in the first place. Um, and, you know, went to see it and it's, you know, it, it's really well done. And, you know, speaking as, you know, a, you know, white person, um, it was especially creepy to see, um, just how they went about the story again with the social commentary, um, the racial aspect of it. Um, and it, it really worked in something that uh, I believe the term would be social horror, which I hadn't really thought of at the time as I was getting into the genre myself, but it's really well done and really, you know, messes with your head. Um, I had a note in here too, about like the term of elevated horror, which uh, I think it falls under though. I think that's more the case of uh, movies like hereditary and midsummer. Um, this idea of like horror but it's more than just like blood and gore there's actually a depth to it which like i get and i can see the classification but i believe jordan peele himself um even um commented on the fact of like no it, it's like kind of like gatekeeping and you know there isn't like the good horror and like the bad horror like it it's all just different flavors of the genre it shouldn't be viewed um you know, as like one is inherently better than the other or something like that. And I think it's, it, it took me a little time to like mull that over, but I, I think I would agree with that, um, especially as I've tried incorporating, you know, gothic stories and horror stories in like my classroom. There's still this stigma of like, oh, it's all just blood and gore and, you know, there's nothing to it. And it's like, well, even some of the more basic things, like even the slashers, like, yes, they kind of, they're formulaic, but there is something to it. Um, but I'm going off on a tangent. Um, I, again, Get Out was really well done. And yet it was interesting. It still had moments of humor and levity, uh, sometimes albeit dark humor, um, but still really well done, especially... Um, his best friend who I'm totally spacing on his name right now in the movie, but like basically functioning as they're like, what the hell you thinking, man, just get, get out of there. They're crazy or whatever. Uh, like there's something to be afraid of here. Um, and <laughs> I think there's, uh, this idea in like politics, like, uh, you know, if you go far enough left, you get, um, you get your guns back, like kind of on like the libertarian side, I suppose. I don't know how that all works. Uh, this movie is a clear case of if you go far enough left, you wind up back at the racism. <laughs> it just like it's, it's nuts. Um, and an interesting thing I hadn't thought about again from Jordan Peele talking about it is there's that scene in the movie where um, the, the character they call grandpa or something like that is just running in the middle of the night, just running towards our main character, just stoic and like looking terrifying and it's like got this like creepy sort of music in the background but jordan peele had said like yeah you know that got a lot of people but like sometimes the difference between horror and comedy is just the music that you play and then you know like you cue up just like you know it changes the tone of it and it's kind of interesting to see how that you know that observation um and, you know, two sides of the same coin. So it, it was kind of interesting to see that. Um, 
kind of skipping again to one I was more familiar with, uh, and I was rewatching it recently. Um, nope came out within the last year or two, I think it was. Um, and again, it kind of got this, um, attention because of, you know, just Jordan Peele being a director. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm still thinking about it. I didn't like it as much as Get Out, but it's also a different brand of the genre. It's more sci-fi and alien base. And I still appreciated, um, it's creativity, it's unique take on UFOs. Um, the fact that, you know, uh, jean jacket, I think they wind up calling it is actually a creature. It's not a flying saucer. And that was something I never really considered. And it's kind of interesting to look at. Um, I also stand by, yes, jean jacket was terrifying eating up people and then like ripping blood and debris everywhere. Um, but the incident that they have with the flashback with the chimpanzee, that was actually more chilling to me. Um, but it, it was still really well done. You've got this dysfunctional relationship, uh, the brother and sister trying to, you know, make the most of the situation and they come across this as like, Ooh, this is where we might get it in big. Um, and, you know, they incorporate a couple other people to help them out. And, it it's it was an interesting take on UFOs, and again, it still had a little humor here and there, just to you know add to the moment. Um, I also say the the title alone just like says it all with the horror genre. The best advice in horror in general is, oh, you hear that strange noise out in the woods. Uh, there's something amiss and you want to go check it out. The best advice is just, nope, just turn around, leave it alone. Just nope, don't go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was okay. It was, it was worth a rewatch and, you know, to see some of the layers and references there. I also felt as uh, someone who's worked in both retail and education, uh, the scene where... Um, He's talking about like, oh, no, you got to be careful around the horses. Oh, no, you need to back up. They're like, oh, no, we need to go along. And they just don't listen. And then the horse like kicks somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, we can't have this is the epitome of trying to tell somebody be careful or and tell them instructions and they just ignore it. And then they get mad when something bad happens because they ignored it. Uh, but I digress. That's a whole nother thing. Um. So the only other one I knew off the top of my head I know that he's directed is Us, which again, I'd see the trailers. Um, I might still get around to watching it, but uh, I, yeah, it's the idea of doppelgangers is just a little too freaky for me. And I still remember from the trailer where it's got like the main guy, like staring at these strangers, you know, staring silently silhouetted in the dark and he's like oh we could do this the easy way or we could do this the hard way and there's just the moment where they pause and then they all scatter like demon spider crawling away and like uh i hate that i hate that so much so maybe maybe i'll check that out um unfortunately i just didn't get around to it before this episode um next up we're going into i'm lumping it together with uh producer and or writer um 
starting with Lovecraft Country. Technically, again, this is a bit of a stretch, but he did work as an executive producer. Um, and I had read the book, um, which given its tones of like social commentary and looking at racism in the 1950s, um, I thought it was interesting that the book was written by a white man. Um, but then they take it, the show and, you know, may do what they want with it. Um, so they did take some creative liberties. Um, and there were points that diverged from the novel. And there are a couple parts that were, eh, um, kind of odd choices that didn't seem to serve a purpose. And this one individual in, in particular, one character who is in it for literally five, 10 minutes as I'm so sorry. I'm probably going to mess up the, you know what? I'm actually going to look it up uh, real quick. So I don't say something stupid. Um, there was a character who was killed off in like five minutes. Uh, um, 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 oh, okay. So that's what it was. Okay. Sorry. So, um, it was a character who was, um, I guess, was supposed to be intersex um, or transsexual and was also an indigenous person and literally was killed 10 minutes after they introduced them, um, which eh, um yeah, so that could have been done better. But anyway, the show as a whole was really, really well done. Um, and this whole concept of like H.P. Lovecraft, I think we brought up occasionally on this show as well. He was very racist, even by his standards of the time. Um, and all of his things about like fish people are like metaphors for uh, like intermarrying with other races and stuff like that um but it, it does a really good job of like dissecting the those narratives and also turning them on their head um and empowering the people who have been marginalized and targeted um by his stories and, and demonized in you know a culture as a whole especially in the 1950s um so um, it, it was pretty well done. Um, and so we had the social horror again, like I said, um, there was also a good amount of gore, especially the one of the characters who has like a Jekyll and Hyde transformation where she turns into a white woman. But when she turns back, it's like literally the like flesh, like sloughing off of her and is horrifying to watch. But like, is really well done for the genre. Um, I also, their interpretation of uh, Shoggoths from uh, the Cthulhu mythos, little different from, you know, the source material, but um, they're terrifying, but also they wind up having one that kind of like is a pet one, I guess, at some point. And uh, I want my big, terrifying, multi-eyed, multi-teethed monster thing to... Uh, that just wants to uh, slaughter all my enemies, but also wants pats on the head, I guess. Um, 
So that that was just a little side note. Um, Candyman, the from I think it was 2021. I really wanted to watch it. I had meant to watch it before this episode, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Uh, at least not nothing that I had, which was disappointing because I thought it was on Prime. But anyway, um, so again, he was uh, um, um, a producer, I believe, um, but it was directed by Nia DaCosta, who also directed The Marvels. So I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either, but I, I do want to see Candyman. Um I'd liked the original movie um, well enough. And I was interested to see how they would adapt it and update it for, you know, our, you know, the more modern age. Like, like I say, the other one was like ancient history. Um, but um, it, I, from what I understood, they also incorporated an element of like, um, kind of like, vengeance in the vein of like for like George Floyd and uh other you know black men and you know um black lives matter sort of uh vibes about it so I do still want to see it I just don't have enough background to go into it today for this episode um so yeah um and I know there's a I'm actually only got one more thing to talk about today so again it's really short bit of a palate cleanser for you guys i suppose um he's done some other stuff i want to check out but um i know he was um the narrator on the twilight zone or something like that um but there was actually a podcast that he was involved in called quiet part loud so if you haven't heard this uh i really encourage you to check it out but the premise is as follows this is pulled directly from they're like podcast website description um it says uh disgraced radio host rick egan has finally found his chance at reinventing himself by chronicling the cold case disappearance of several muslim teens from staten island a group he himself disparaged in the wake of 9-11 rick soon discovers this is no ordinary hate crime as his ill-considered investigations bring him face to face with an ancient american evil that's ready to offer him a monstrous bargain um and it was, you know, when it comes to audio dramas, uh, you know, and podcast form, they're good. Sometimes it's a little hard to follow without that, like, visual component that, you know, me and probably so many others are so used to. But, it, you know, it, it's still really well done um, and sadly relevant, so very relevant um, and intriguing. Um and just this, without giving too much away, this entity um, that you know kind of like feeds off of the 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 hate and the racism and prejudice and uh, all that violence, um, and you know kind of trying to strike up this like uh, devil's bargain with uh, Rick Egan um, is you know intriguing. Um, but he has a chance to like think back on what he's done and said and encounter these people as well as he tries to hunt down these missing individuals. Um, and it's, it's an, it's a good journey. Um, it ends in a spectacularly, uh, 
vindicating, but also gory and outrageous showdown. Um, and uh, that's that's all I'm going to say on that particular um, subject for that. Um, but it is worth checking out. Um, and I, I just got to like admire too when it comes to this and any other um, audio based drama, how they bring it to life um, with the different sounds and um, tools with changing up voices and, you know, the background noise or whatever they need to do to like really paint a picture in your head of the setting and the action and all of that. Um, so yeah, uh, again, I think this is clocking out at just about 20 minutes. So again, probably one of the shortest episodes uh, I've ever done. Um, but it, it it was good to talk about this. Uh, if you have more um, that you, that I missed, uh, feel free to uh, let me know or uh, send it my way. I want to check out more from Jordan Peele. Um, I know there's another movie coming out of his uh, Monkey Man or something like that, um, which I don't know a whole lot about, but I, I also I'm interested to check that out. Um, but yeah, so um, before I let you guys go, just be sure again to whether you're listening to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to, you know, leave reviews or whatever you do. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, mmfalconpod, um, mostly posting uh, photos to po- uh, to update for each episode and all that. Um, I also just resurrected my Patreon page, which granted I'm using for podcasting and also my own like writing and poetry as well, but. I'll put the be sure to add the link to my bio and information here. Um, and you know, if you subscribe to that, you will get some more perks and little uh, polls and sweepstakes and all that good stuff. Uh, I just haven't gotten anyone yet, so if you want to be the first, that would be so so great. Um, but if not, it's just good to have you here all the same. So um, on that note, I will. Let you guys go. Uh, I'm figuring out what my next topics will be for March. I know Dune Part 2 is coming out, so might have to bring back Luca for that one, but we will see. Um, either way, I'll let you guys go for today. Thank you for listening. This has been Mike's Millennial Falcon. I am Mike Linehan, and uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful day.